Morning, y'all. I'm Katie Kamen, and it's Friday, October 14th. We are almost halfway through the month. On this date in 1954, director Cecil B. DeMille started filming The Ten Commandments in Egypt. The movie would feature a cast of 25,000. And on this date in 1947, U.S. Air Force Captain Chuck Yeager made a historic first. Can you guess what that was? I'll have that answer coming up. But first, let's check in on our forecast at the First Alert Weather Center. Hey, good Friday morning to you. Meteorologist Joey Sovine. A cold front has moved through the area. That's going to help to bring down the humidity. Leave us a little bit cooler out the door this morning. So grab a light jacket. We'll see temperatures by lunchtime in the low 70s and then mid to upper 70s by the middle of the afternoon. Sunny sky, very light wind out there that will cool things down pretty quickly this evening. Heads up on that. Headed out to high school football. Make sure you grab a sweatshirt as you head out and about. 53 tomorrow morning. Cool mornings this weekend, but warmer afternoon. Sunny 79 Saturday, 8 82 degrees on Sunday. Cold front will bring a small chance of a shower on Monday, then a big cool down towards the middle of next week. You're listening to Morning Y'all, your local headlines and first alert weather forecast from the Low Country's news leader, Live 5 News. Morning Y'all is sponsored by MUSC Health. Join a team that's changing what's possible. MUSC Health is hiring for all locations and various positions, including radiology, path and lab, maintenance, and a number of other professions. Find out more about the competitive pay rates and benefits or review a more comprehensive list of current openings at muschealth.org careers. MUSC Health, changing what's possible. And let's get your Friday headlines. Charleston County deputies say they've arrested a man for arson after a mobile home fire in Ladson. Robert Bars is charged with second-degree arson. According to the Sheriff's Office, deputies responded after 4 p.m. yesterday for a structure fire in Sweetgrass Estates off Highway 78. Firefighters were able to put out the fire, but the home was badly damaged. The Sheriff's Office says deputies had been called to the home before the fire when the homeowner said he planned to evict Bars. Officials say later, deputies found Bars walking on a highway nearby and took him into custody. The sheriff's office tells us they found evidence showing he had been at the home when it was set on fire. No injuries were reported. The Georgetown County Sheriff's Office has arrested a Charlotte man following an attack yesterday. Todd Abernathy is being held in the Georgetown County Detention Center on charges of attempted murder, domestic violence of a high and aggravated nature, and possession of a weapon during a violent crime. According to the sheriff's office, deputies were called to the Hampton Inn on Courtfield Drive in Merle's Inlet a little after 1 a.m. yesterday after a 911 hang-up call. Outside the hotel room, they heard a woman call for help. Officials say once they got inside, deputies found a man and a woman seriously hurt. Both were taken to the hospital. The sheriff's office says Abernathy tried to kill his wife with a knife and tried to hurt himself. Abernathy will stay behind bars pending a bond hearing. North Charleston police are asking for help finding two missing teenage girls. According to police, the two teens were last seen leaving the Westcott area yesterday. Take a look at your screen. There, Samaya Flager and Tania Grant are believed to be traveling together. Police say they don't know where they were headed. Anyone with information should contact North Charleston police. North Charleston fire investigators believe the overnight fire last week at the Cedar Grove Apartments off Dorchester Road 
was caused by a lit cigarette left on a second floor balcony. It's believed a cigarette butt was placed in a plastic flower pot before the balconies caught fire. According to the North Charleston fire investigator, in the last five years, there have been six working fires at that same location, three of which have been caused by improperly disposed of cigarettes. The other three were cooking incidents. Many people who live in the apartments have been able to return home in the last week since the fire. It's been more than a week since a 20-month-old boy disappeared in Chatham County, Georgia, where Savannah is located. Police now believe the child is dead and that his mother could be responsible. Police are being very tight-lipped about evidence they have considering the disappearance of, or concerning the disappearance of Quentin Simon. Police say Leilani Simon reported her son missing last Wednesday around 9.30 in the morning. That day, she told police that Quentin had last been seen three hours before. After the initial 911 call, it didn't take long for multiple agencies to come in to help the police department, including the FBI. We have named his mother, Lalani Simon, as the primary suspect in Quentin's disappearance and death. We have not made an arrest or filed any charges at this time. When asked if there are going to be any other suspects named in the case, the police chief responded that right now it's just Simon. He also would not comment on where he thinks Quentin's remains might be. A disgraced former attorney accused of killing his wife and son is set to stand trial in January. State Attorney General Alan Wilson says Alec Murdoch's trial is scheduled to begin on January 30th and last more than two weeks. Judge Clifton Newman will preside over the trial, which will take place at the Colleton County Courthouse. Murdoch faces multiple charges, including two counts of murder in connection to the deaths of his wife, Maggie, and his son, Paul. They were found shot to death on the family's property more than a year ago. Murdoch has denied involvement in their deaths, saying he was visiting his mother when they were killed. South Carolina Attorney General Alan Wilson has announced low country agencies that will help crime victims will be receiving 40 different grants totaling almost $10 million. Wilson was in North Charleston yesterday to share more information on $32 million total that will be given to victims organizations across the state. Grants are awarded to private nonprofit organizations, sheriff's offices, police departments, solicitor's offices, and state agencies. The South Carolina Public Safety Coordinating Council formally approved the grants earlier this year, and the projects began October 1st. Wilson says the criminal justice system can be scary, but those who feel alone can get help from the many crime victims organizations throughout the Lowcountry. The men and women standing up here representing these organizations, these nonprofit groups, these agencies, they're here to give a voice to the vo voiceless, hope to the hopeless, um, and give power to the powerless. To view the full list of specific organizations receiving that grant money, head to our website at live5news.com. Volunteers are gearing up and getting ready to revamp Conway Park in downtown Charleston. It's a project that city officials say could be done by the end of the year. For reference, this is right next to the Hampstead Mall playground and diagonal from Phillips Simmons Park. Anna Harris has more on what the community would like to see. City officials say they're taking inspiration from Phillips Simmons Park from the first phase of the Hampstead Mall revamp. There will be new gravel sidewalks and lots of plants so people that live there and visitors have a place to sit and gather. The city of Charleston is partnering up with Charleston Parks Conservancy and Keep Charleston Beautiful for the second phase of the Hampstead Mall revamp. 
City officials say they're already started working on the trees in the water system, and the next step is to get a new irrigation system. In the community meeting, neighbors told me they want fresh coats of paint on the pergola in the fountain and maybe new seating. The city says there won't be much of a change to the current plan, but they will look into putting in work orders on the paint. These organizations are asking for volunteers to help plant flowers and trees. I spoke with a handful of neighbors off camera, and they say they're excited for this project and for the opportunity to volunteer. It's really about that, that public engagement and get, and really the goal is to get people out in the parks, talking to your neighbors and um, creating that sense of pride and that sense of ownership in the public space. Kronzberg says the goal is to finish this project by the end of the year. He says it's expected to cost $50,000 from the city and publicly raise funds. For more information on how to volunteer, visit this story on live5news.com. In Charleston, Anna Harris, Live 5 News. Back in 2019, the Medical University of South Carolina hosted its annual version of the show Shark Tank. During that event, one of the school's doctors received funding for a sports rehab program that utilizes technology that's not yet been used here in the Lowcountry. Our Lauren Quinlan joins us live this morning. So, Lauren, that program recently started. How does this technology work? Katie, the program uses 3D motion capture technology to analyze just how much each muscle is working. The Bridge Program is an individually tailored science-based transitional program for injured Lowcountry athletes who finish traditional physical therapy but aren't yet ready to safely return to their sport. Right now, MUSC is the only program in the Lowcountry using this technology. Stephanie McGowan with MUSC developed the Bridge Program to help athletes reduce the risk of re-injuring the part of the body that was hurt or suffering an entirely new injury. She says for the most part, each injury has a traditional timeline on when it's expected to be fully healed, but not every athlete heals the same. So the 3D technology they use allows them to numerically track an athlete's progress, aiming for 110% before recommending they get back to their sport. Physical therapist Nathan Harris works one-on-one -on -one with these athletes and says many of them miss being a part of a team while in rehab, so they make sure to prioritize group healing and camaraderie while in the facility. If you're an injured athlete out there looking to join this program, you can reach out to Stephanie McGowan. We have her information on our website. Just click on this story. Reporting live in Mount Pleasant, Lauren Quinlan, Live 5 News. At the top of the show, I said that on this date, 75 years ago, U.S. Air Force Captain Chuck Yeager made a historic first. That first was becoming the first test pilot to break the sound barrier. He achieved that feat in the experimental Bell XS-1 rocket plane over California. Celebrating birthdays today, fashion designer Ralph Lauren is 83. Actor Greg Evigan from the 70s show BJ and the Bear is 69. TV personality Arlene Sorkin is 67. Singer-musician Thomas Dolby is 64. And R&B singer Usher is 44. Thanks for starting your day with Live 5 News, and please stay safe. I'm Katie Kamen. I'll talk to you Monday. Thanks for listening to Morning, y'all. Produced every weekday morning and sponsored by MUSC Health. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts or listen anytime at live5news.com slash podcasts. And download the free Live 5 News app for your mobile device for the latest local news and weather updates 24-7 from Live 5 News, the Low Country's news leader.